Oh, hello there. I'm Melinda Catherine Gross. And I'm Michael Nixon. And we like to talk about murder. Well, you like to talk about murder, fictional murder, a <laughs> lot, uh, whether anybody wants you to or not. That's right. And Michael doesn't talk about murder nearly enough. So I would like to invite you all to join us as we explore the material of our favorite monster. Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Each week we will be discussing and dissecting the film and TV appearances of Thomas Harris's infamous serial killer, Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Mostly, I'm going to try to get Michael to eat people. I won't. You will. I might, but there's only one way to find out. Tune in to Having a Friend for Dinner, available on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, bon appetit. Ooh. Dueling Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one wog-filled minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about minute 97. Wow. <laughs> I mean, really, it could have saved the wog-filled minute for a little later, but this, this, is, this is when it's set. So this this minute starts with the riders of Rohan, including Theoden, continuing over their little hill uh, and ends with some wargs fighting in the background. Some wogs. <laughs> oh my god, it's like a terrible Massachusetts accent. <laughs> Wog. <laughs> I say like Wario. Wah. <laughs> so we see uh, we see Theoden leading his people. Uh, when you're looking at all the extras, uh, most of the extras in this minute are just local farmers from the area that they just kind of gathered up to do this. They look like that in real life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no costumes, just local farmers. <laughs> That's so mean. I'm sorry. So they just gathered up local farmers to be extras. <laughs> and if you're paying attention, not too long into the, after Thaden turns around, one of the, you, you can see the two kids on horseback being led by Rohan, like knight. In armor, mm. their little horses, their horses being led. They're just the girl looks very lost, as I'm sure she would be. We just got here. Yeah, little boy is not uh, making a whole lot of expressions. I like the because the last time we heard the this theme, the musical theme, mm. was in the the throne room when Theoden uh, was restored, and it was the full orchestra mm. that it was like the full i don't know it's like the the full breadth of his might as king or whatever and yeah so it's like the full version right so now we have this solo fiddle again and which is what we had with like ao and sadness right so in hardship i don't know seems to be represented by the solo fiddle which i like it it's and it's kind of a um it kind of echoes that first Eowyn scene in a strange way, because you have this single person looking out to the landscape, like longing for free, like wanting to leave. And now you have all these people who are being forced to leave and looking back at the fortress. 
Yeah, back which, at the back at Edoras. Right, which I really like. And instead of Eowyn, it's um, Theoden. Yeah. So you have the juxtaposition of the like what these two characters want the most um, is held together by this this single musical theme, which I really like a lot. Yeah, it's real cool. It's real cool. I dig it. Thanks. Analysis, analysis, analysis. Cool. That's what? cool. I'm just like, <laughs> you, made a, you make a good point. Like, it's cool. <laughs> you didn't think of that, did you? <laughs> Not in that way, really, no. Well, it makes sense, right? Because, yeah. like, she's... Lo- it's all longing looks and, like, sad faces. Like, she wants to leave. And one sad little fiddle. And now, now he's leaving and he wants nothing more than to stay because... I don't know. He kind of just got here, too. Right. <laughs> I just got back, and now I gotta go. And it's interesting that we have all these... It, they really underscore these people being vulnerable. Yeah. Um, you have the dude in the cart that's injured. I don't... He can't bring use Bring out your legs. dead. Yeah, bring out your dead cart. He's not dead yet. <laughs> he can dance and he can sing. Um. So, now that song is stuck in my head. You're welcome. Dang it. Spam a lot. Why? So you have all these people, and when Wormtongue says, like, they will have women with them and children. They will have women with them. Saruman (laughs) raises his eyebrows. Like, the most expressive eyebrow raise. It's like, and that's when he's like, send out your wog riders. What a douchebag. This room that him and Wormtongue are in, where is this? Is is this in Orthanc? Is it in the orc tunnels below? Because this room doesn't look like the room that they were in in the previous scene at all. Maybe. There's all these weird little, like, lampposts. Maybe Saruman. That look like mini Orthanks. Well, maybe Saruman lit the lamps, right? He's in his library. He just had a book. He, like, shut the book emphatically, and he's just like, my business is done. And then Wormtongue. Yeah, but there's, there's, like, nine of them that you can see in the background. I don't these, know. Like, maybe, lampposts. maybe it's his study. Maybe Wormtongue, like, scurried out of the library and was just like, I have more information, my liege. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving a, a trail of information across Orthanc. Just breadcrumbs. Disgusting, greasy breadcrumbs. <laughs> it's like the, the, the remnants of, like, a, a Little Caesar's crazy bread bag. <laughs> he just has them in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even, like, the cheese. It's just, like, greasy bread. <laughs> I was digging deep for that metaphor. <laughs> yeah, I meant wog riders. Wog riders. That's my favorite. Every time I watch this minute, every time he says this line, I like we watched this like two times in prep for this. Only two, because we're professionals. <laughs> every single time he said warg riders. He's saying warg, by the way. Wargs are like big scary wolf creatures. But the way he delivers this line. Yes. So every Your time, wog riders. Every time he says warg riders, I echo wog. Because <laughs> it's like it's like a Rocky Horror Picture Show callback. It's like so ingrained in my psyche. And I don't know why. Oh my god. Can you imagine if they did like callbacks for these movies? Like vote like audience callbacks? That would be they're long. It's long. Yeah. So there'd be a lot I'd of fall them. Fall asleep. There'd be a lot of them. Just take a nap for 15 minutes. <sighs> I mean, those sorts of things work best with the movies that are like breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Mm. Which is why it works so well with Rocky Horror Picture Show. Also, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Not a great movie. 
Not a great movie. I It's enjoyable. Right. Enjoyable and, like, the scale of being enjoyable and the scale of, like, objective goodness is not the same. Eh. They're not even, like, this, they're not even, they're on different axes altogether. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> I, in a way, I disagree with that because I don't think a truly unenjoyable movie can be a great work of art. Okay. So I don't really agree with that st- that sentiment. Rocky Horror Picture Show is only enjoyable when you're in a room with a hundred other drunk people, though. I don't know. I think it's funny all the time. Oh, you're weird. I don't think I'm I'm alone in that. Okay. But like callbacks work for a movie like that because it breaks the fourth wall. There's all these moments where the actors are looking directly at the camera. Yeah, that's true. When they deliver their lines. Wow. <laughs> No, I was just here for the solo fiddle. Also, it's easier with comedies. Yeah, that's true. Because I guess that people do this with The Room, which I want to experience. Oh, God. Why? Do the callbacks thing. Why would you want to subject yourself to that movie again? Oh, that movie makes me laugh every time I see clips from it. I'm fascinated by how it could exist. (laughs) You weird little miracle. How could this happen? Yeah, wah, wah, gratis. Lord of the Rings is kind of a miracle, too. But, like, a good miracle. (laughs) This is, like, a Christmas miracle. The room is just, like... It's like a Sunday in June miracle. (laughs) (laughs) It's just an average thing. It's like, oh, they predicted rain today. It's kind of sunny and mild. Nice. Like... After yesterday's marathon of an episode, I don't know if I have much to say about this minute. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tuckered out. I do like the the threatening silhouettes of the wargs. Wargs fighting the wargs. I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard, you guys. Um, I yeah, no, I like the threatening. It's very trying, Lion King. You're trying very hard not to become Wario. Yes, I'm trying very hard not to say. Wags. <laughs> it it's very Lion King. It is very Lion King. The the color palette and the silhouettes. Mm-hmm. It's very be prepared. No, not even be prepared. It's like isn't there Or like the the fight between Scar and Simba at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's silhouettes in that there's like shadows in that fight, right? I think because so. Because the color palette's different. In Be Prepared it's green. I think in Be and... Prepared it goes back and forth. And I always picture. I'm pretty sure. I always picture green because the the hyenas, like the Hitler hyenas, um, marching. You know, with the the shadows on the wall. Is that in green? I thought that was in red. Yeah, and that's then in green. I thought that was in the red. The fight at the end is in red. Hmm. That like the beginning of Be Prepared with all the smoke was in green, and no, then it be, shifts to red. Be Prepared is in green because um, that's Scar's like color motif. Hmm. He's green with envy. Well, his eyes are green. That's true. Aren't they? I think so. Or is, or is, no, I think it's yellow. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been too long since we've seen The Lion King. I really like The Lion King, though. It's like a cultural touchstone. Right. I, have a, I have a soft spot in my heart for Lion King one and a half. You would. I love Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, and it's essentially <laughs> that movie. It really is. The, I think the first time I heard that, it blew my mind. Because I was just like, oh yeah, Lion King's kind of like Disney Hamlet. That makes sense. And oh my god, Lion King one and a half is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yeah, they just. That's incredible. Someone at Disney just decided to just rip off another part of Hamlet. 
An offshoot of an offshoot? Yeah. Well, like, it's like there's this, you know, there was this parody play, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Have and you then... seen that? I've, I haven't seen the play. I haven't seen like a video, a movie of the, like a filming of the play. I've only seen a movie version that exists that stars, um, I can't remember who the other guy is, but one of them is, uh, is Richard Dreyfus. Hmm. That's legit. Which is quite funny. I've seen it performed before. It's very funny. But yeah, I like the silhouettes on the wall. It's very threatening. I like that we get like a, cause people, like, if the casual moviegoer is just like, what the heck are wargs? Seeing these silhouettes of, like, big wolves really helps before you see them for real. Yeah. I think the silhouettes are scarier, but we'll get there. <laughs> you know, compared I, to some other digital effects, not, the wargs I, maybe don't come across that great. I'm not a fan of the warg design. Those big old puppers. <laughs> Those big, big old puppers. I get what they were going for. We'll, we'll talk about it more, but, like, they, it looks like they were going for, like, some sort of Wolf hyena crossbreed. Mm-hmm. I'm just not so sure the Which effect. Again, Lion King vibes. Which I'm not so sure the the effect itself looks great, but these these silhouettes do a good job of preparing you for seeing a giant scary wolf monster. Yes. So they do their job. It's a, it's a tease. Yes. It's, Send out your wild. It's riders. not really foreshadowing because he's explicitly mm-hmm. saying what's going to happen. Right. But... It's literally shadows. I like. <laughs> Gosh darn it! It's literally foreshadowing. It's the shadow before. Oh my god! Are there wool? Are there four shadows on the wall? Because that's incredible. Hang on. It's like three. Uh, there are three. Definitely. There's more than. There's more than four. But that would have been really funny. Like really, really funny. Right. Peter Jackson, the old cad. Yeah. Does this guy? This guy just watches the wargs fight all day. Oh, that's sad. It's like dog fighting. Hmm. Making him strong and evil. I, well, we'll talk about this guy next minute because we don't see, we don't really get a good look at him until the, he's just literally like, a second after this this minute ends. He's just like sitting here with a knife watching the dogs fight. That's sad. And yeah, he's addressing this guy. So clearly he's like the warg master. Yeah. The wog master. <laughs> Master of the Wogs. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Uh, so we have a little announcement, sort of. Mm. A sad announcement. Well, not sad, but basically, so we're going to be, not this, not after this week, uh, not after minute 100, but after minute 105, um, we're going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus because we're about the halfway point of the movie. And due to some life stuff, uh, we are not as prepared to go venture on, even though we are going to meet Faramir so soon. <laughs> I'm so sad. But it's pretty close to the midway point of the movie. It's a, only when we're done, when we take our hiatus, we'll be literally like two and a half minutes from the break in the extended edition DVDs. Right. And it's not a long hiatus. It's going to be five weeks, four or five weeks. And so basically we're taking the month of June off. Yeah. We'll be back at the beginning of July. I have other commitments um, that aren't podcast related that I need to attend to. And we really want to make this show enjoyable and 
like I don't know. That's that's why we do this, right? Is to make it enjoyable yeah. for you guys. And I think us taking a month off will be better for the quality of the show going forward into the back half of Two Towers, especially because we have a really, really, really long war scene. Yep. So, and there's a lot of, of there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to, and I want to be able to bring like all of my enthusiasm and like all of our preparedness and and what have you to the table for that. Mm. So, in the best interest of the show, we'll be taking a little break. It's not permanent. We'll be back in July. We will. We we promise. Yes. Promise. Pinky promise. Even, even though I don't know. Audio pink. I, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> In our hearts. <laughs> but yeah. So we're from the website duelinggenre.com uh, where you can find a bunch of other podcasts that aren't movies by minutes related, like the protagonist podcast, Doctor's Companion, a couple of audio dramas like Geek by Night and Immunities, mm-hmm. and of course, all the other. Movies by Minute podcasts that we have as well. That's tomorrow. Stick to the script, Norman. (laughs) Hope everyone has a great Tuesday. (laughs) And we'll be back tomorrow to talk some more uh, WOG, Captain. Is that his name? I I don't know. I don't remember. Bye. Bye.